You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hey, it's Tim Robertson, the Tech Fan Podcast. And Guy from the MyMac.com Podcast. And Tim, I got to tell you, I have a problem. Just one? Because I could give you some suggestions. <laughs> no, not those kinds of problems. Well, what is it then? Well, the Stoplight Podcasting Network has all these great free podcasts, but it still costs money to produce and upload them. Yeah, tell me something I didn't already know. I'm the one paying those bandwidth costs. I just wish there was an easy way for listeners to help without it costing them anything. You know, it's funny you should say that because there actually is a way they can help and it won't cost them anything tell it to the mountain well when you're going to shop this holiday season at amazon just go to mymac.com first and click the amazon button it's over on the right hand side of the page right underneath where it says support mymac then buy the stuff you normally would have it's not going to cost you any extra money but amazon's going to kick a little bit back our way and that's going to help us Pay for all the great podcasts that's part of the Stoplight Network. So if you don't mind, MyMac.com, click the Amazon button, go to Amazon, shop as you normally would. So just go to MyMac, hit the Amazon button, and shop as usual? Man, that sounds really easy. That's all there is to it. So will I finally get paid for podcasting? Uh, how much do I pay you now? Nothing. Oh, well, double it then. I knew this would pay off in the end. MyMac.com and Amazon. The perfect start to the holiday season. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm David. And if you were wondering how to spend the iTunes voucher that's on its way to you for Christmas, this is the show for you. It's Tech Fan number 60. It's going to be iOS-licious. And welcome to Tech Fan number 60. I'm Tim Robertson, and over there is... David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. God, the weather's bad here. Is it really? Oh, well, by, by our standards, anyway. By your standards, it's nasty. Yeah, it's, by, it's, it's very wintry by, by English standards. We've had at least half a centimetre of snow, um, which means the whole country will shortly be grinding to a halt. Yeah, I know how that goes all too well. Yeah, I know. I know. In Michigan, you normally normally wait till it gets about two feet before it starts to slow you down. But um, that's us for you. Well, it's uh, yeah. We had this big windstorm yesterday. It was uh, fifty mile an hour winds. Didn't cause a whole lot of damage because most of the leaves are already off the tree. What most people don't realize is if you have heavy rain or heavy snow or heavy winds and there's leaves on the tree, it makes the branches that much heavier. Thus, you have power outages and stuff like that. Uh, this time of the year, there's no leaves on the trees, so it just blows through. But uh-huh. it's, uh, yeah, it's it's that time of the year. What are you going to do? <laughs> Definitely. The thing is, I, I was in Barcelona all week where it was much, much nicer. Yeah. So when I came home yesterday, it was a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, like, ugh. So uh, David and I thought this would be a good episode here on uh, Tech Fan number 60, to talk about some apps, and obviously because Dave and I are fans of iOS, we'll be focusing on that platform this week. Um, and I guess I'll let you give it a, a shot here at the beginning, David. What apps do you want to talk about? Let's start with one of yours. Okay. Um, I'm just looking through the apps I've put on my phones recently. 
Um, one that I like is a set of games that uh, kind of uh, have a retro vibe to them. It's a Streets of Rage series. Oh, really? For, uh, for the iPhone, yeah. Now, I loved these back on the, uh, I think it was on the Genesis mm-hmm. or the Mega Drive, it was called here in the UK. Um, and they're kind of those games where you're, uh, you know, you, you're, a, you're a guy, you've, your girlfriend's been stolen or kidnapped or something like that, and you, you basically have to fight your way to um, the to end of the game to, to rescue, rescue her. her. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those ones where you know you're just walking along and like 15 guys will come on the screen and you just have to beat them up one at a time. Well, that Probably happens s- in real life, though. I mean, yeah, so at least well, it's uh, realistic. I, I, I had to fight at least those people to get to work today. Yeah, I hate when I have to do that, <laughs> but you know, man's got to do what a man's got to do. That's right. But you know, these games are uh, the the gameplay by modern fighting standards uh, in terms of games is pretty simplistic, you know. But they're incredibly fun. They're very inventive, and for the time, they were um, very arcade-like. There have been arcade games like this, but there hadn't really been anything on the home consoles. Uh, and the recreations on the uh, iPod. Uh, the iPhone and the uh, iPad are pretty faithful. They they must be running some sort of emulator, but the controls are good. The games look just like you remembered them, and they're still a lot of fun. And um, I picked all three up for about three four dollars. They weren't expensive. I picked the same um, uh, Streets of Rage up on the PlayStation Network. It was one of the free games that I can get. The PlayStation has this PlayStation Plus, and it costs I don't know maybe fifty bucks a year. Yeah, uh, I noticed they just auto renewed me, which was nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when they auto renew. Yeah. Um, I picked that up. It was a free game for PlayStation Plus members, and I I think I played through maybe four or five levels, and it was okay. But my son Cole, who turned four just recently, uh, really likes it. He he digs yeah. that game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, if you played it originally, it'll bring back memories. If you uh, if you never played it before, it's it's yeah, it's a fun it's a fun game to play. And if you can pick it up cheap, Sega is one of these companies who frequently fluctuate the price of their apps up and down. So don't pay full price for it. Wait until they drop. Um, and um, as I say, the three different, the latest one, Streets of Rage Three, is the one that looks the best because it had later graphics. But they're all good. I will uh, stick with the same genre, which is the Genesis. Uh, well, not Genesis, but at least Sega. In right. classic games, and this is Sonic CD. It just came out this week. And uh, other than the f- first two Sonic games, this one was always held in very high regard. And it's very much in the same, you know, you move fast, you jump over things, and you collect coins or rings or whatever it is. And, the you know, with the Sonic games, it blew people away back in the day. Because you remember... Everybody played Mario on the NES. Yeah. And he was kind of slow, and he would jump, but it was fun. I mean, it was expansive worlds and cool bad guys, and we thought that was the pinnacle. And then Sonic comes out on the Genesis, and the little sucker moves so fast on your screen. I mean, he was just... It was so fast, and it just made the Genesis seem like a more powerful gaming solution. It was just... He was so fast. And I've played a couple of the ports to iOS in the past. And while they worked, they, I don't know. It, it it just felt a little clunky to me. The controls weren't really there. And yeah. I always attributed that to, well, it's a touchscreen. What do you expect? Um, 
I gotta say though, Sonic CD, the controls feel very precise. Uh, you don't lose any of that speed. The graphics are, well, for what it is, great. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. And my son Cole, another reference here for Cole, uh, he likes playing the game too, although he can't get past one level because he, he doesn't quite grasp the concept that you can't just run into the bad guys. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's interesting this because Sonic CD was was uh, came out for the Sega CD, which was kind of like a CD-ROM you could plug into the cartridge port of the Genesis and the Mega Drive. That's correct. Um, and very few people bought them. <laughs> very, so, very few. And the whole point yeah. of the CD was that you'd have more storage space than you would on a traditional cartridge, That's and they right, did. Yeah. But most companies didn't really take advantage of that for uh, the the CD expansion for the Genesis. It just... You know, that was really the the downfall for Sega was they kept coming out with new iterations too quickly and the old games weren't compatible with the new systems and it was yeah. just a mess. They just Yeah. But oh well. but Sonic C D has been well well accepted by by students of scholars of Sonic as being one of the best of the Sonic games and, and it doesn't have that thing that they did later on where they kind of trying to fiddle with the formula too much um, no they figured know, they out put, what worked and they gave you more of that yeah that's right where and and really it's only the latest games Sonic generations for the um for the major systems that i think have has really you know been reviewed to have captured you know the essence of those original games but of course sonic generations is a lot more expensive than this this is this is i think it's only a dollar 99 at the moment yeah it's, so it's pretty cheap um, and i, I you bargain. know when I just want to sit down and play a game for just a few minutes, it's a good choice. My son is a huge Sonic fan. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is probably... I mean, he was he's always been into the Wii, but Sonic is by, by, very, by far his favorite character. Um, he absolutely adored the Sonic Color games. And uh, I'll probably uh, pick up a copy of this so he can play it over Christmas because I think he'll really get a, a kick out of it. What's your next one? Let's see. Um, I mean, we uh, can stick. We can stick with games if you like. That's fine with me. Well, I was going to say I can change it up if you want, um, or we can do another game. It, it's up to let's, you. Let's uh, let's do a, a different app, and I'm just looking for it on my phone. Uh, where's it gone now? You'll find this with your phone that uh, you have so many apps, you lose half the apps. You I used I to have that so- problem. I don't use nestled folders on any of my iOS devices except for nighttime reading material for the kids but what i found david is if i haven't played anything or used an app for a while i'm just deleting it off the devices now i'm trying to keep it manageable and manageable manageable to me is about five pages yeah i have five pages but it's full of folders so mm-hmm. um, yeah that's the, the problem yeah i'm yeah. losing things on folders okay um here it is this is the one i was looking for and this is uh log me in Log Me in Ignition, I think, is its name. Yep. And this is one of those apps that um, allows you to remote control another computer uh, using your iOS device. And I've tried pretty much all of them, and I still think that this one's the best uh, in terms of how it works. Obviously, if you want to control your computer, you either need a, a server application running on your computer or you need some sort of online service. And Log Me in kind of does that, does both of that. So you can um, you run a, an application on your computer. It's a free. There's a free version, so you don't need to pay anything. Um, and uh, that then will allow you to log onto their website and remotely control your computer. And it works really, really well. The iOS app I think is about twenty dollars, um, but 
it it's probably the best in terms of how reliably I found it to work, how cross-platform it is, works with Windows, PCs, or with Macs, um, how it deals with things like multiple monitors. Tim, I know you, like me, have multiple monitors on your I computer. I used to. I do on my work computer. When I take my laptop to work, I plug into a 24-inch uh, 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 LED. But here at home, David, because I have the 27-inch iMac, Having a second monitor is just way overkill. I just I found I, I just didn't need it, and it was generating yeah. a lot of heat. Uh, fair enough. Uh, interesting you say that. That I could use that as a justification for buying myself a twenty-seven inch iMac. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look, honey, I don't need the two monitors anymore. If I spend a thousand dollars on this more, new computer, more <laughs> uh, more power efficient than having two monitors, <laughs> and yeah, I like the sound of that. Me too. <laughs> anyway, but that uh, goes towards my simplistic thing that. You know, I'm trying to scale back on some of the crap that I have that I just don't need, don't want, and just takes up space. It's a fair point. But anyway, if you have two monitors, long mean works really well. Um, you can either zoom in on one or two of the screens or, or see them both at the same time. The way it kind of works is you kind of pinch and zoom to get to get a, a close-up image of the screen. And then as you move your finger um, over the screen, it kind of pans the background behind behind where your pointer is rather than actually move the pointer which i find works a lot better on particularly on a small screen like the iphone sure than than, um than actually having to move the put you know obviously if if you've got a a large screen and you're trying to move the pointer on an iphone it's going to be absolutely tiny you can't hit anything so this is a this is a really good good way of doing it and and they also have um file transfer capabilities built in and all of that sort of thing by paying the money for the app you get all of that and uh if you have a need ever to control your computer and my computer's kind of out in the uh, back of the house, so I often use this at home so I can you know, do things like do a, an iTunes update or something like that uh, while I'm sat in the front room. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant for that. So, so you're uh, saying and it promotes say, laziness? Uh, I, I think it's more like en- <laughs> it's energy efficiency. Energy, okay, we'll go. With that. <laughs> um. One of the things that, uh, let me give you a quick warning here, David. I'm expecting multiple deliveries today. Okay. And including the FedEx driver. So if they show up while we're recording here, we'll take a very quick break. So if I interrupt you for a break, that means I have to go to the front door to, to take possession of a package. Okay. So just a fair warning. My next one, I'm going to stick with games, David. You know, Sounds my good. kids wanted... Uh, that connect for the Xbox because yep. there's some uh, well there's one particular game that they wanted uh, Connectimals and it's basically animals it's like this tiger you've probably seen the at least the print ads yeah and my daughter especially Brooke was just oh she wants that but the game itself was like 50 bucks and the connect itself is like 125 I couldn't justify spending $200 just for this one game. No. Now, Microsoft really hadn't embraced the iPad or the iPhone up to this point. Not really. But in the last couple weeks, they've released a lot of products for the iOS platform. Uh, they've released Xbox Live, and they've released this game. Um, and I, and I, when I look at the spelling of it, I can't pronounce it. Uh, connect Connectimals. Connectimals. I'm going to say that's what it's called, but I could be wrong. Sounds good. It, but it is that game for the Connect, but it's just on your iPad or your iPhone. 
my daughter loves this game. She is constantly getting home from school and saying, can I play on your iPad? Simply to play this game. She can pet the tiger. She can have them do tricks. I'm not quite sure everything the game does, to be honest. I, I must admit, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, I've seen the ads for it and everything. I'm thinking, well, what do you actually do? Is there an objective or is it just kind of like an animal toy? It's kind of like an animal toy. It's kind of an interactive teddy bear, if you will. She loves it. If you've got kids at home, especially a girl, but I don't want to rule out boys because boys, you know, they can like this stuff too. Yeah. Um, but at least for my eight-year-old daughter, oh, she will sit there for two hours ignoring bodily functions to play <laughs> this game. And that says something. She really yeah. likes it. I mean, you know, I asked her last night when I finally pried my iPad back from her fingers. Um, and this this is the kind of game that you wish that you could swap out a battery in the iPad. Because you're like, ugh, i got to charge it for a while. Um, yeah. I asked her, I said, what do you like about this game? And she just started going through this litany of a list of this and that. And I can't, it was so fast. I couldn't tell you what she said, but the, the general gist of it was she loves this game and she likes it on the iPad better than the Xbox. Now, of course we don't have the Xbox version, so that's easy to say. Um, but she really, really likes it. Uh, You've got choice of different, uh, tigers, like a Bengal tiger or a panther or I don't know. There's a bunch of them in there. There's like eight. And I guess she does stuff and she can adopt or get another one. So she's got a couple now. She's got the Bengal tiger and the the panther. And, oh, she just loves it, man. Just loves it. Yeah. It was the easy. I think it was five bucks. I mean, it wasn't much. Well, I mean, there's the thing. I mean, I would say a game like that is much better on a portable platform than it is on a... Um on a, on a console, particularly a console where you need 15 feet of space in front of you to actually do anything. That and as parents, if you want to continue to watch TV or do something else, you just give them your iPhone or your iPad and let them sit down and play with this for a while. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, she really enjoys it. She She's really into it. So take that for what it's worth, the review from an 8-year-old, how much this <laughs> game is, is fun or not. But well, she at least, really you know, likes at least it. you know she doesn't have an agenda. Well, she, no, and she's, she's also no very, Apple fanboy. No, no she's <laughs> definitely not that. She's very discerning. Dis, ugh, I cannot talk today. She likes what she likes, and if she doesn't yeah. like something, she'll be the first one to say, eh, "I don't like that." Yeah, and she likes this game a lot. She de- There's another game on here. There's like a horse or something, and then she could train the horse, and she could pet the horse, and I don't know. It's a horse. And she was really into that, but she, that the poor horse is probably starved to death and died because she's not playing at all. She's playing this she's, one. She's probably fed the horse to the tiger. Yeah, she did say, "Wouldn't it be cool if I could have my my uh, my horse and my tiger in the same thing?" And I said, "Well, the the tiger would probably eat the horse, honey." And she got very serious. She goes, "No, my tiger would not eat my horse." So. It's fun. Let's take a quick break, David. Uh, FedEx isn't here or anything, but let's drop in a uh, ad for another show here on the Stoplight Network, and we'll be right back. Hey, guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then. Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. 
guess. You keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Guess you nitwit Brit, have, have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen. Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. Back on Tech Fan number 60, I'm Tim Robertson. He is David Cohen. David, uh, you are up on the next app pick. I've got a couple more, too, including a book. Okay. I've got a good book I'm reading. This next one is a Twitter client. Now, uh, you may you may think that perhaps um, there's, we're very, um, there's not many Twitter applications available for the iOS devices. Um, they're fairly thin on the ground. Yeah. And I've been completely ironic there because yes. there's hundreds of the damn things. Yes, there is. But, um, I mean, up until recently, I've been using the uh, official tweet, uh, Twitter client, which was um, formerly uh, Tweety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, I stopped using it. They changed it recently. They they did some upgrades to the website and they changed the iPhone app so that it looked the same. And uh, I found it really difficult to use. I wasn't really very keen on the on the changes they'd made. So I I kind of dumped it. Went looking for something else. And I came across something that I'd heard about but um, had not looked at. Uh, and that's called Tweetbot. I have heard uh, of it. I've never used it. Yeah, I tell you, I wish I'd been using this before. This is the literally the best Twitter client I've ever used wow. on any platform. It's a shame it's only available on the iPhone, the iPod Touch. It's a shame they don't have an iPad version because it will be awesome. Hmm. It, it has a very slick feel to it, um, a real unique uh, UI that's kind of using greys, blacks, and blues that looks very slick. Is it a free one or is it one you had to pay? Uh, no, you had to pay. Uh, it was only, I think I only paid $1.99 for it. It wasn't expensive. Um, and, and I think recently they've just dropped the price on it because it's become so popular because so many people have done exactly the same as me and switched to it from, from the official Twitter app. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's really kind of cool. It has, it has a lot of gest- smart gesture support. So um, you can swipe left and right to access conversations, replies. You can double tap or hold down to get different options. It's all pretty intuitive. You can customize the icons at the bottom of the screen to do different things based on, on what you want. It supports multiple timelines. Um, a very cool search function that will, seems to work better than, than even the uh, Twitter website. Um, it's just a really, really good Twitter app, and every time you think, "Oh, I wish it did this," then you, you look through the settings and find it does. Um, you know, it's and and also, I noticed the new Twitter. One of the, re- the principal reasons I moved away from the from the new Twitter client for the iPhone was it seemed really really slow. Yes. Um, yeah. This is. I mean, this is really quick. Everything happens straight away, and pulling uh, new tweets down, and everything. It, they really seem to optimize it because it's really really fast. So, um, yeah, it's a really great app. And, and, you know, I was kind of in two minds about, oh, well, should, I, should I buy one? Because, you know, I bought all of these things over in the past and you end up not using them, that sort of thing. I, no hesitation about buying this. It's most definitely worth the money. It's uh, two ninety nine on the U.S. App Store right now. Right. Um, I have to pick that up maybe. I, I, you know, the thing is I've, I found that... <sighs> I'm just not using Twitter as much as I, you know, I, I know I talked about this just recently, yeah. but I I keep coming back to other stuff to do. 
and Twitter just kind of is falling off my radar. I mean, I keep getting new followers. I, I get the notifications and stuff. But, I mean, I'm posting maybe once or twice a week at the most on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know it's, why. Well, it's difficult when you've got multiple different social media platforms to kind of keep them all up to date. And I guess if you gravitate towards one more than the others, then that's going to happen. Yeah. And that's, well, that's not a bad thing. I was an early Twitter user, too. Beast. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. very early with Twitter, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of the guys... Actually, the guy who helped make uh, my one and only app, Big Words, um, which isn't in, in, in my control, but it's a whole different story. Um, he yeah. was one of the founders of Twitter, or he likes to claim he was. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> has he got a big stock option list? No, he doesn't have crap. Then, then he ain't a founder of Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. I just kind of kind of how it counts. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> let me pick. Let me, here's one Davis has been waiting for me to talk about. Okay. I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> ah, Remember last geez. week I talked about uh, going out and getting a new iPhone. Ooh. I did so. Uh, I got a white 32 uh, AT and T iPhone. You bought a white phone I, after Labor Day. I did. I know it's well. I look at it. It's before Labor Day. Before next Labor Day. Uh, I like it a lot, David. I'm glad I yeah. got the white one. It's, you know, I've had a black iPhone since day one, and I don't know. I really like this with this white iPhone. It's it's sharp looking. Yeah. And how but, how are you finding the new features? Yeah, I you know, I I was skeptical about Siri and the whole text to speech thing. Mm-hmm. It really works, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I really like, let's say I'm going to send someone a message. Obviously, I could talk to the phone and it'll do that. But any time that there's a text entry field, let's say I go on to, I'm using mobile Safari and I go on to my Facebook profile, right? And mm-hmm. I want to post something. I don't have to type it out. On the keyboard layout has a little microphone thing. You click that, yeah. you talk, it translates what you said. And so far, it's pretty accurate from what I've seen. Uh, and boom, done. It, it's so much easier. Cool. I really like Siri. I think it's pretty cool. But I bring up this uh, iPhone because I got a case for it. Mm, and yeah. I sent you this video, didn't I? You, you did. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's, not, it's, it's, I get, it's a case, yes, but not really. It just makes your iPhone look badass. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it's called. It's from Keras uh, Studio, or uh, I'm sorry, Keras Customs, K A R A S, and then Customs with a K, K U S T O M S. Now, they're actually a company that makes aftermarket car parts, like I don't know, like race car stuff, I guess, or I don't know. They they make custom parts for cars, hot rods. That's their business. How or why they got into custom cases for the iPhone and iPad, I have no idea. But what they did here, it's it's a two-piece case, if you will. Um, it it really doesn't cover anything. It's, it's, well, it's not really a case. It's more like a shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't cover the back. It doesn't cover the sides or the front. It, and it kind of extends a little out from the edges. It's two pieces of brushed aluminum held together by eight screws on each corner. Uh, two screw, uh, screws on the back and screws on the front. 
Yeah. That's it. But it's really badass. When I well, saw it, I was two just things like... That, there's two things I like about this. First of all, it looks like a prop from Alien. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has that kind of futuristic but very industrial feel to it because yep. it is, a, you know, two pieces of, of styled metal and those, those you know, uh, non-countersunk screws that you kind of see on the steel panels in lifts and that sort of thing. Yep. So it has this very post-industrial look about it that, that is really... Really very appealing. But secondly, what I like about it is that you can still see the phone, you can still see the design of the phone, and yet it, it does look like it would give you some protection because if you drop this phone with one of these things on, the um, the kind of the, the, the metal pieces that you've put on are going to take the impact, not the yes. phone itself. Yep. Unless you dropped it on something that's kind of um, is, is pointed and raised up and you drop it on the screen, then it's going to hit the screen first. Right. But, you know, if you were to, even if you were to drop the phone on concrete, this shell is going to take the brunt of that and, and the actual phone inside is not going to touch, touch the floor at all. But it's, it, really it's quite not a cool about, design. Yeah, it is, but it's really not about pr- protection. I don't want to mislead no. anyone that this is a protective case. This is to make your iPhone look badass. That's all it's designed for. And it accomplishes yeah. that very, very well. Everyone I showed it to, I posted a, a oh. picture of it up on Facebook. And uh, a person on Facebook was like, I've been looking for something for my engineering husband for Christmas, and I'm totally getting him one of these. And she went and bought it. Um, uh, and what's also, which I hadn't realized until I looked at the website again now, is you can get the, the metal pieces anodized, anodized in different colors. Yeah, but I yeah, I know. Yeah, and uh, this would probably look better on a black iPhone than my white one. Yeah, but it's still badass. And also, as well, they, I like the fact they say, "Well, you, because the sides are flat, you can put the phone on its side, and it's like a stand." You can you can set it upright <laughs> yeah. or sideways, and it it, it, yeah, it actually works really well that way. I love this case. I think it was uh, thirty dollars. Thirty nine dollars they're showing on the website yeah, at the yeah. moment. So forty yeah. bucks. I mean, that's that's not cheap for. For something that's dubiously called a case, but it is badass. If you want your iPhone to look badass, and when you set it down next to someone else's iPhone who has some spec cover or something on it, trust me, they're, everyone's going to look at your phone and go, ooh, wow. <laughs> and you said in the video that it doesn't really add, add much weight. It really does. Well, it's, it's aluminum, dude, so it's super lightweight, yeah. um, you know, when it comes to metal. But uh, I, I really like it. It doesn't add a whole lot of bulk, maybe five percent around the edges total. Um, I just, I really like it. So go up to their website uh, and check this out if you're looking for well, a they, badass case for your iPhone. Keras Customs do them, do them for the iPad as well. Yeah, they do. That looks pretty cool too. Um, but I like, you know, I've got the first generation iPad, and I like being able to close it like a book. Yeah. So that's it's not an app, but it is iOS related, David. Mm, definitely, I'll give you that. And uh, I'm, I might have to ask my parents to pick my one up, one up of these for uh, for my present. It's really, really like cool. It. Yeah, I don't, and it comes with uh, the little torque screw, a little. Uh, yeah, it comes with that, and it comes with two extra screws, which I thought, you know what, that's cool. I like that. Make my life a little bit easier, and I'm going to be happy. And uh, they did that. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm glad I bought it. And uh, 
It's going to stay on my phone for a while. Cool. What's next up for you? Uh, I'm going to go back to games. Yep. Uh, my next couple ga- will be games as well. Okay. This is a game called Extraction. Ooh. This is this is one of the most more impressive games I've played, and and I, not because um, graphically it's. It's amazing. called Extraction. Yeah. That's not, not a guy in a Extraction game. Project. No. Extraction okay, okay. Project Outbreak. And basically, if you've ever played um, the PSP version of um, Fall, is it Fallout? I'm trying to think what the, what the game is now. Liberation. Anyway, you know that game, the PSP game where the where the enemies have kind of have laser eyes. You know the one I mean. No. I'm not explaining this very well, am I? No, no, no. Let me start again. Okay. <laughs> this is a, this is kind of a it's a. Um, a top-down game. So it's one of these things where, where you're, the little guy you control is there on the screen and you're kind of looking at him from a high level. Yep, got to be. And the idea is... Yeah? Yeah, that's right. And the idea is is that you've got to control... It's called extraction because you're meant to be extracting um, hostages and that sort of thing from these environments which are infected with zombies. Uh, and what you have to do is kind of move through these these kind of uh, walled environments and take out the zombies and uh, rescue the guys, and then get back to the helicopter and get off the level. Yeah, it's kind of got a real, um, a real kind of military sci-fi feel to it. But the way you actually play it is really, really cool. Um, the way you control your guy is um, kind of very, very intuitive. Everything is done via touch on the screen. Uh, you actually. Um, you actually have to select how you're going to um, take out the level before you kind of move into it. Um, so there's kind of, you can, basically what you do is as the enemies come at you, you swipe over them with your finger to target them and then your guy kind of targets them one at a time. So if there's four enemies coming at you, you can swipe a pattern over them uh, and that controls which ones get taken out first and how you shoot at them and everything. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's, it's really intuitive and are awful lot of fun because you don't uh, what I like about this sort of game is you're not relying on touch controls on the screen which you know we all know can be kind of hit or miss as, right. we, as you've already talked about you know particularly when you, I find with touch controls even well done touch controls is when you get in the thick of the action you kind of get kind of so excited and everything that your your thumbs kind of move from where they should be and then all of a sudden you're having control problems the advantage of this game is you don't have any of that because um, you're not controlling the, the action by having to rely on a button somewhere you are literally pointing at the screen it's, it's really really fun um, it sounds and, very and familiar to a a game on the PlayStation Network called um, Oh boy, I'm I, Contagion or something like that. Uh, yeah, it could be the game I was thinking of. That it's like on the PSP is Killzone Liberation. Okay, yeah, uh, and it kind of has a very similar uh, look to that. It doesn't really play the same way, but um, it has a real. It has really the same look to it well the one um, on the uh, psn is is a little different because they actually use google maps right and they it's the uh, you know the city views not the map views and yeah. there's excuse me there's aliens that have invaded the earth or something like that and you have pockets of humanity that you have to go in and when they see you they come yeah, to I, you I, and then you lead I'm, them to the safe yeah. zones i know i know the, i know the one this is kind of this is much more strategic than that yeah 
Um, this literally is, you know, you're moving around the environment and you're tapping where you want to go. Um, you're planning how you're going to take the guys out. It's not actually turn-based, but it kind of plays a little bit like that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's one of the most fun games I've played on the, uh, on the iPhone for a while. Um, just because, you know, I, I, for me, I really like the aesthetic and I just love this control mechanism they've built into it. Well, last week, and I tried to play it for the first time during the show and it didn't work for me. Uh, was the new Batman game. Yeah. And it's actually a prequel to Batman Arkham City. It takes place before that game, which I thought was very, very clever. It's called Lockdown. Yeah. Um, I played the game since we uh, we recorded last episode. In fact, and I proved this to David because I took a screenshot and I texted it over to him. I <laughs> yeah. beat the game. Which is very rare for me to go in and beat a whole game. Now, you could continue playing when you're done, and it gets progressively harder and that sort of thing. Uh, but the basic premise of the game is you're Batman and you're fighting people. And I like it a lot. Um, but here's a surprise, David. I like it better on my iPhone than I do on my iPad. Yeah, that's, I've, I've not tried it on my iPhone yet. I've only played it on the iPad. The problem with it on the iPad is the screen is actually too big, which is completely counterintuitive to everything I always say about gaming. Um, With it on the iPhone, I could play the whole game basically with my thumb. And you're just swiping and tapping. You tap to duck, and then you swipe to hit. Uh, Then you can push a button to, like, send your bats or make your gloves electricity, stuff that's, you know, not really in the Batman canon, but whatever. Um, Yeah. It, the graphics look just like they do in the full-fledged console game, Batman Arkham City. Uh, the voice acting is done by the same voices that you hear in the game. So it's Mark Hamill as the Joker. It's the guy who always plays Batman. Um, the cut scene, uh, the graphics are just phenomenal. They look yeah. just fantastic. I actually went and I did buy, David, all the different costumes. Yeah. Um, it's a phenomenal game. I really, really enjoyed it. It doesn't take a whole lot of skill as far as you have to memorize all these different complex drawing crap on your screen. No, you just you tap when they come to attack you, and he'll duck. And then you swipe. And uh, I think I just heard someone at the door, so let's take a quick break. Come sure. back and talk about Arkham City a little bit more. Excuse me, madam. Have you ever heard any podcasts that are just too long? They're all too long. Ah, but that's where you're wrong. Listen to the new App Minute with John Nemo. It's short, it's sweet, it'll knock you off your feet. And we're back. It was a false alarm. UPS, FedEx, United States Postal Service, nobody delivered anything yet. So Maybe they rang the bell and they ran away. They ran away. You're not getting this? Get away. Uh, So back to Arkham... um, City. City Lockdown. Lockdown. It's a fantastic game, David. I know you've got it. Um, spend some time with it. You know, the, the graphics are just fantastic. It has an upgrade ability thing, so when you beat some guys, you get enough points that you can go in and unlock, you know, upgrades to the character, which is kind of cool. Um, cool. But if yeah. you don't want to wait, you can actually buy the points ahead of time. So you can, I think you can spend like 20 bucks and, and upgrade everything. Um, there's some virtues to that if you're impatient, but I liked the fact that it took me a while and I had to beat certain guys to unlock things. I kind of like that. 
You know? Cool. It feels yeah. more earned because yeah. it is. I didn't just, I don't want to say buying the stuff to upgrade is a cheat, but eh, it kind of is. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I well, I, I, I'm congenitally averse to uh, in-app purchases, really, unless I'm absolutely really forced to. Um, it, that, well, the costumes I, you know, were an in-app purchase, too, and I didn't mind buying those, but that was to make my character look different, and that was just cool to me. It was it was worth five bucks to get these costumes. I think I think there's a balance between you know I, I'm kind of a little bit ambivalent on in-app purchase. I, I as a rule, I don't like things where um you basically the game is free but then you kind of really are nickel and dime to get everything in order to progress through the game yes that i don't like yeah as far as i'm concerned if you have an option to buy something um but it doesn't destroy your enjoyment of the game if you don't buy it that's fine um and you know I, i while i understand why developers do do the things where you can shortcut through the game if you buy extra credits or extra stuff, like me, I prefer to play through a game and and um, and get it that way. I, I I find that's more rewarding than just uh, you know. Generally, like, I'm I'm right with you. Um, yeah. I don't like the in-app purchases a lot of the times, but if it's for more content, um, what I don't like is the free games, and that it's very limited in the free version. You have to buy stuff. I don't like that, but I don't mind no. a game that costs me, say, between nine and nine cents and five bucks, and you could play the whole game just like you normally would. But hey, here's an in-app purchase for new maps. Like if it's a tower defense game, for nine nine cents you can unlock, you know, or you can buy these maps. Yeah, like um, what was it, what's that one that um, Blizzard did, uh, Crimson Steam Pirates? Yes. Yeah, that that was fine because the first level, the first set of levels were free. Uh, and then for every episode after that, you, you you're paying for them, and, and for me that was perfectly perfectly fine. Yep. Because then you you have the option if you want to continue on and, and and play some more, then you you pay some more, and it's not expensive. What I yeah, like you, I, I just like these these so called freemium ones where bait, literally bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kind of look at them. They're bait and switch games, and yeah. I don't want to lump all in app purchases in that because they're not. But it's no. these it's these companies who call it a freemium title almost to the company they're bait and switch it's hey look it's free but if you want to build your tower better you have to spend money on this and i really hate it for children games you know ones that are targeted at adolescents i that is i don't know that's just distasteful to me yeah i it's just (laughs) They they um they do a thing over here in the UK. I don't I don't know whether they do this in the states because you don't really have such a big magazine market. But these will be starting in the new year because they always do. They do these magazines where every week you buy an issue of the magazine and you get kind of a something attached to the magazine, a part or a, uh, some sort of thing. And then the idea is is that you put all these things together and that the, if you buy all the issues, then you'll get you know, like a car or a model car or a plane or something like that, you know, or a, a T-Rex skeleton or yeah. something along those lines, right? And um, 
the first issue of these things are, is always pretty cheap, you know, a pound, two pounds, something like that. But actually, if you read you, and they show the completed thing, and they go, you know, you can spend time building this great thing. And then the idea is the magazine tells you something about the topic related to the thing you're building as you do it. And if you actually look at the price of each issue, because the price always goes up after the first couple, and then, you know, uh, how much you would have to spend to actually buy all the issues and complete the thing, and I'm pretty sure nobody ever does, yeah. You're looking at, you know, this car is going to cost you up £500. Yeah, for a for a chip, for a plastic car, you know, and and it and it again, it's that kind of thing of saying, oh look, look how fantastic this will be, look how great it will be. You just need to keep paying, yes, uh, and you end up realizing that you're, you know, you're, you've gone broke. Uh, yeah, exactly for a, for a three dollar toy. Yeah. So what's your next pick, David? You my are next up. pick. My next pick is another game, and this is this is the sort of game you know we are we you all have those. Um, I mentally call them toilet games. Yep. <laughs> the games when you just have a few minutes and you just kind of want to occupy yourself and then get on with something else. Sure. Uh, and this is definitely a toilet game. This is called Jetpack Joyride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I this, love me some Jetpack, dude. Oh, this is, I tell you, this is such quality. In fact, my um, 16 year old daughter, Brittany, uh, because her phone syncs app wise, anyways, with my computer. And she's got a 3GS. So yeah. anything new I buy ends up on her phone, and she usually deletes yeah. most of it. I didn't realize that she had had Jetpack Joyride and that she was way digging it. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, explain this, what this, this game is. is. I, I, I tell you, it, with this is not so much the idea. Yeah. It's the execution yep. that makes this thing it's one of those games cannibal started this one of these games where you basically you start the left hand side of the screen you have to keep running to the right as far as you can but the difference with this is that um half brick games who made this game um you had they have a, a character called barry steak fries who's kind of like a little tiny duke nukem yeah he's really sort of he's meant to be really badass and all of that and he gets himself into these situations and the idea with this game is he bursts through the side of the screen with this big explosion he's wearing a jetpack that fires bullets from the bottom of it and you have to just basically keep going as far as you can killing scientists and navigating around all the obstacles and if that's all it was you know what it would still be fun but what they've done with this is amazing there are so many different um, options and uh, achievements and missions and different um, jetpacks and and things to ride that that all help you get further. And even when you die, you uh, if you collect, <laughs> you collect enough coins, you collect coins. Then it brings up like a little a slot machine, and uh, you you can you can win a chance to kind of detonate your body and blow it two hundred meters further down to increase your score, or, or you get more money on the or... screen, or you get more more stuff. And and you know it's really well integrated with uh, Game Center and Facebook and Twitter, so you can keep you, up with your scores. You it's, can change the look of your guy. You can get different jetpacks. Yeah. I've got all the jetpacks. I mean, one of them is like a rainbow. One of them's bubbles. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so fantastic. And these these coins you're collecting can be spent on different things. Um, and also as well, a, again, if you want to, if you do want to adopt the kind of the you know the pay to get ahead model then you can buy extra coins to uh from your itunes account to uh to allow you to get extra stuff you know it's just it's incredibly well done 
they keep on improving it every time they issue a new release they put more content in um it's it really is i just say it's one of the best kind of twitch games really simple to play the guy just basically keeps going you just touch the screen to move him up and down um it really is the business um it is one of the best ios games original ios games that i've played in a long time um yeah that's that's the music I, I don't think I've ever heard the music before there's uh they just <laughs> came out with an update the you have to have it on mute <laughs> they just came out with a update to this David that uh it's a Christmas theme or something yeah something like that I, I must be on looks but. it's a fantastic game go buy jetpack immediately what is it called jetpack jetpack joyride jetpack joy fantastic game can't yeah. wait for the next version of this game to come out. And you know, there's because it's got just. It was towards the top of the charts for a while. Um, and it's just universally loved by everybody who plays it. Yep. So, my next game, uh, I'll call this one second to last. And this is basically the game that uh, Batman Lockdown is based on. They're using the same technology, same everything. Um, and it's called Infinity Blade 2. Now, everybody knows how popular Infinity Blade was when it first was released. And I just, yeah, it, it just didn't do it for me. No, same for me. I'm, in fact, I haven't picked up the second one because I just I did. never played the first one. I did, David. And the reason I did is because I knew that it was very similar. A lot of people were comparing it to Batman and saying, well, Batman's is kind of a cheap knockoff of this and... and you know, if you want the real thing, get Infinity Blade. And so I did. I got Infinity Blade. And the gameplay is pretty much the same as Batman Lockdown. But you know what? I, I So far, I like Batman better, David. Yeah. I relate to the characters. Um, It's not so... I am not into the anime thing at all. I don't get it. No. I look, and when I was a kid, I loved Star Blazers, okay? That was about... Yeah. And I liked the Robotech books when I was a teenager. But that's about it. I don't like the cartoons. They're nonsensical for the most part. They're just terrible. Um, the tra- They don't translate to English very well at all. And Infinity Blade, to me, reminds me of that. The way he hits people with his sword, the whole blue blaze thing. It's just like, meh. It, it doesn't work for me, David. I don't yeah. know why. I should like this game. I like Batman. Why don't I like this? Now, obviously, I'm predisposed to like Batman. But this game, meh. It's not doing anything for me. No, I'm, I'm the same. Um, I, I, as I say, it, you know, it, it looks fantastic, but in terms of the gameplay, it's just not fun um, for me. Uh, I, I, and I think part of it is the characters. You, They're not the relatable. No, it, it, you 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 know you're a guy with a big sword, and you're fighting a whole load of different guys with a big sword. Um, and um, I don't know, maybe if you get into it further uh, and kind keep of keep talking, David, because I got to go check the door real quick. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah, so maybe if you get into further, the idea of Infinity Blade is that you're um, repeatedly killed by a, an evil king, and uh, you have to you have to basically each of your uh, descendants 
has to uh, improve their swordsmanship and try and fight their way to the king and defeat him to, to conquer the Infinity Blade and, 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 great, and get it. Um, and yeah, the problem with it is the, me- the mechanic for me is just completely repetitive. You are just literally, you're in different environments, but you're just doing the same thing again, which is a swipe, swipe, swipe in the hope of killing the guy you're fighting. Well, yeah, but the and Batman's the same way, though. But yet, yeah, but the, it's got a yeah, kind of a little the, bit of a story there. This is this is the thing. I think it's about um, the milieu you're playing in and the accessibility of the characters. Uh, and yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, let's, don't get me wrong. Infinity Blade one and two have been tremendously successful, so perhaps we're in the minority here. Oh, I'm sure we but, are. Uh, <laughs> but to me, it's like you know? okay, I can play a character I know, Batman. And he's beating the crap out of thugs, and he he just looks cool, and the voice acting is spot on. Or I can play some big guy with no face and a sword that nobody in their right mind could ever swing, let alone... Uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's There's nothing for me to relate to in this game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, it's just not my thing. Okay. All right, then. Um, back to me. Now, this is, uh, this is something that um, I think is on the iPad. Don't think you can get it for the iPhone. Um, and kind of related to what you're just saying about... about overpowered big guys with um you know huge, carrying huge weapons and that sort of thing this is a game called shadow gun yeah and effectively shadow gun is an ios knockoff of gears of war yeah um and i find it's pretty great <laughs> i mean it's it's a very good knockoff um and if you like that sort of gameplay i mean it is it, it has even less story than Gears of War, and Gears of War is not exactly war and peace. Um, but effectively, it's the same thing. You're a big, overpowered guy in big armor who battles his way through the levels by crouching behind things and shooting the <laughs> shooting the aliens. Um, and that's pretty much it. But it, you know what? It's incredibly well done. You play games like this, and you are... I, I find I'm stunned that I'm playing this on a handheld phone. Uh, sorry, a handheld device, because it's not on the iPhone. Um you really are, you know, I'm playing this in the iPad one as well. It plays great on that. You really do think how far have we come that, you know, it's unimaginable that you could get gaming of this quality on a, um, a portable device, uh, as, you know, as, as reasonably priced as, as the iPad is. I've heard good things about this game, but I think it's one of those and the, that... the game itself is also reasonably priced. Oh, Skype kind of messed up on you there. Say that again? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what you didn't hear me say. I said, I, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good clone. Yeah. Um, my problem with clones are just that they're clones. I, I much prefer something like Jetpack Joyride that's completely original. Oh, and, and, and yes, I guess you could say Batman is a clone, but at least it's. Well, it's a clone of the thing is, if it's a clone of Infinity Blade, that was an original property too. But it really isn't a clone of Infinity Blade. It is a different yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are differences. I, I do understand what you're saying. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, I like to play Gears of War, and I'd like to play it on my iPad. And sometimes, if the clone is the only way you're going to be able to do that, and it's a good clone, then that's okay for me. Yeah, but this um, is worth buying. The, you're saying. Oh, definitely. This is a really, really good game. And what I would say is that um, I have a suspicion the way the... the uh, this is a topic for another time, but the way the the big studio publishers are going with the way they approach their games, and they're, they're also trying to nickel and dime their customers with, you know, locking out downloadable content and online and not being able to resell games and that sort of thing. I have a horrible feeling that if 
the owners of the Gears of War franchise did an iOS version, that they would also adopt something like a freemium model or um, something where they would try to extract more money from you over time. So, uh, possibly in some respect. In some respects, I'm I'm happy to play and pay another develop, developer if they're inspired. Well, my final pick, David, kind of addresses both of those concerns. Cool. Um, and of course, you guessed that this was going to be my first pick and the first thing I talked about, but I saved it for the yeah. end. You know, when the uh, iPad came out and yep. games started becoming popular. There was one franchise that I was dying for, and that was Grand Theft Auto. Now, of course, Grand Theft Auto came out. Their first game was Chinatown Wars, which was a top-down viewer, um, and I hated it. It, it yeah. To me, it wasn't Grand Theft Auto. The closest you can get was this Gangstar crap from Gameloft, which was clunky. The story was not there at all. The voice acting was almost criminal. It was so bad. Uh, and they just felt like cheap knockoffs. But I kept buying them because it's the closest I can get to what, in my mind, is the real GTA. And when I say yeah. the real GTA, I mean GTA 3, GTA Vice City, San Andreas, that sort of thing. Yeah. This week, of course, um, Grand Theft Auto 3 finally came out for the iPad and the iPhone. Originally, it said it was only going to be available for the iPad 2 and the iPhone 4S. Um, they did change that. It's It works on the single-core devices as well. And I've been playing it now on my iPad first generation. And I have to say, David, it's Grand Theft Auto. And yeah. going back to your point, it's finally console-quality games on your handheld devices. And this was the, the franchise that was going to kind of justify to me or prove to me that we're there now. And we absolutely are. This is, this is Grand Theft Auto 3. I mean, I played through this game on the PS2. I know this game. I know how to play it. I know all the story. I know the voice acting. I know what the cities look like. I know how the cars handle. This is that game. There's no question. It's, this is it. Now, the big question, of course, with a game like this is is how well is... I mean, Grand Theft Auto is not the easiest game to control, in, even on the, the big consoles. Uh, so how does it play in terms of control on the, uh, on the iOS? It, it takes a little bit of getting used to, especially driving. Um, but in some regards, it's actually easier on the iPad than the console version. It, for instance, in the console version... Um, you basically used you you could run forward, backwards, sideways, but you couldn't really look around. You can look around by swiping, so that's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Um, but I haven't progressed far enough to really get into like car chases and stuff. But the the, the driving mechanisms just they're a little bit clunky. But I keep yeah, looking that- around the city and thinking, oh my god, this is actually. Liberty City. This is Grand Theft Auto, and it's on my iPad. Yeah, it's on my iPhone. I haven't played on the iPhone yet; just the iPad. I've got it on my iPhone. I just haven't got to it yet. I wanted to beat Batman first. Um, and I really don't want to play the same progression game th- on two different devices. That's one thing that they really need to get better at. They need to use Game Center as kind of a save place. So when I launch yeah. the same game on another device that I own, my progression right, is the, the same. same place. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it just I, drives I, me crazy. I think that's really important. And um, 
it's interesting you say that because that actually relates to my final pick. Well, let's get to your. Well, so. let me just say though that Grand Theft Auto Three it's five bucks. Absolutely, that's, pick it up for five bucks. That's a, that's a bargain. Yeah, absolute bargain. Yeah, I bought a copy as soon as it came out last night. I'm looking forward to playing it this weekend. Cool. Let me know. Let, let us know in the next episode. Uh, I'm okay. I'm really curious because you never really played that game. Uh, I didn't know. I played um, I played a bit of GTA Four on the Xbox, but you know, totally different game never, ne- Yeah, and I never really got into it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to. I actually played quite a lot of the of the original one, the top down version that was on the. Um, I think it was on the Amiga way back in the day, the first Grand Theft Auto, where before they did 3D, and I played quite a lot of that. So You know, um, I liked GTA 4, but for just pure enjoyment, and maybe there's a little nostalgia mixed into the in, in there as well, I liked GTA Vice City the best, followed by San Andreas, then GTA yeah. 3, and then GTA 4. So this is my basically my third favorite GTA game, but I, I think this is kind of a I don't want to say a launch plat. I, I want to say that this is kind of a test in Rockstar's mind. If it does uh, well I'm on sure. iOS, then I think in six months' time from now, I don't think they're going to wait a year. I think yeah. in six months' time we're going to see Vice City, and then a year after that, or at least six months after that, you're going to see. San Andreas, but San Andreas is a huge game, dude. It's like three times the city is, is it's it's three cities. It's Los Angeles, it's um, Vegas, and it's I don't know something else, uh, San Francisco. But are those three um, three areas like divided up in the game, or do you move between them? You move between them. So so you can literally you can one 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 mission you can be in one part one city, and then the next mission you go to another. Yes. That was right, that's what okay. it literally. If you started walking from the farthest point south in San Andreas, and just kept yeah. walking all the way north to Las Vegas to the very end, just walking in this game, it would take you an hour. Right. If you okay, drove a car, so, it would take you about ten minutes. So they couldn't they they couldn't kind of break it down into the three different cities or three different sub levels or anything I, I, like that. Yeah. They would have to do the whole thing. They have to do the whole thing. Right. There's there I mean if it's true to, you know, the original, but I mean that's gonna be like a jeez, a three gig game. Well, Gotta say, I was this was surprising how small it was. You know, compared to you know, Infinity Blade is like is like a gig or something like that. And this one's only four hundred sixty meg. I was surprised how small it was. Yeah, I know. Uh, They're anyway. doing a lot of compression in there. Yeah. So I guess we'll so, get we'll get San Andreas eventually, but uh-huh. you know, if if you got nostalgia for GTA pick up gta 3 it is fun to play okay well so my final pick is actually a a disc pick this is something i'm recommending you don't get (laughs) okay and it kind of makes it pains me a little bit to say this but um i'm recommending you don't use ibooks oh wow ios devices i would i would recommend if you want to use your your um iphone or your ipad as an e-reader that you use the kindle app and don't use ibooks and the reason i say that is that i have just um spent the last few weeks reading through the steve jobs autobiography uh-huh. uh on on ibooks and, and like you i cancelled my kindle order and i ordered it on ibooks when uh, steve jobs died just because it seemed like the right thing to do sure. to buy it from apple and i i just found myself really regretting it really really regretting it and it was such an un-apple-like experience having to deal with ibooks for me um, i gotta agree with I, you there 
Yeah, I would find that if I um, pretty much all the time, if I left it and then went back to it, it was in the same place, which is pretty important. Mm-hmm. But um, I frequently find the fonts would revert back to the default. Yep. Rather than the smaller fonts that I prefer. I found that I would be on the uh, like ten pages earlier like what the hell i this yeah, is well, where i, I think left off i think that's to do with the font resizing i think if the fonts resize and all the pages change i never changed my font size no i know but this is the thing i wasn't either um i would set the font size uh all oh, right i think so you never you you never change it off the default correct right okay so, so it's, it's, that. that's not that issue that's it's not the issue the bookmarking with the i mean on the kindle app basically it sees where you are and it's constantly sending that up to the server yep. when you come out the app it sends it up to the server and then if you start the app up again or you start it up on a different device it says oh you're not in the latest place you want to go there that's right fine it doesn't, doesn't work hardly Comple- at all completely reliable yep. in, in kindle app yep on the ibook ibooks doesn't work like that yep. ibooks doesn't actually sync where you are but what it does allow you to do is put a bookmark on a page and the bookmarks are meant to sync horrible Yep. Absolute horrible. For a start, on my iPad, I would frequently be pressing the bookmark um, symbol, and it wouldn't it wouldn't light up. Then, when it did light up, I would then find when I went back on a different device or even on the same device that the there was like a completely random set of bookmarks in there, and frequently the most recent one wasn't the one I bookmarked. So I would be back a few pages. I have to go and find it. Just horrible. The whole thing was horrible, and I just thought this is. This is exactly what Steve Jobs would have fired somebody over, and here I am reading his autobiography on it. And I, his, sorry, his autobiography, his biography, and I just found myself thinking, Amazon just does this so much better. Their app isn't as pretty; doesn't have the nice page turning, but it just works much better. And I would say, if you're into e-reading, yeah. By all means, download a copy of iBooks. It doesn't cost you anything. But really, if you're going to want to read seriously on an iOS device, you need to have the Kindle app. And it's free, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, doesn't, you know, this it, is, it doesn't have the inbuilt store that the, um, that the iBooks app has because that breaches Apple's guidelines. But actually, that's, not, that's not really a big deal. Dogs are barking about something now. Or they're starting to go, woof, woof. He's barking about the iBooks store. Yeah. It's funny that you brought that up, David, because I was experiencing the same thing, and I kept meaning to to talk about that here on Tech Fan, and I never did. And wow, we had exactly the same experience, exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's more disappointing is Apple's terms of service change so that within the Kindle app, you can't go to the Kindle website. If you download a sample, you can't just click buy it in the Kindle app. You have to go download the whole book. From Kindle, from Amazon's website, um, they've taken functionality out of the Kindle app because of which I what I think is very stupid reasonings on Apple's part. Um, they made their device less worthy because of it, and quite honestly, the Kindle app kicks the iBooks ass left and right. It's not even close. I'm yeah. totally with you, and. To close out my last pick, because I remembered when we came back to your last pick, and I thought, wait a minute, he started, so I have to have one more. And I did say I had a book, uh, and I'm reading this on my Kindle app. I'm totally with you there, David. It's funny that we had exactly the same experience and didn't realize it until we started doing the show. Uh, I'm reading a book. It's called Wired by uh, Douglas Richards, Douglas E. Richards. 
And this, literally, this book cost 79 cents, dude. Um, which I'm like, really? Wow. I downloaded a sample. I was showing somebody how you could download from Amazon's website and it will sync to your Kindle. You can send it there. I was showing them and I completely picked this book at random. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like reading. And uh, I downloaded two books, this one in Battle in Battle Earth, which I don't know if it's any good or not. I've got the sample, but I haven't even started it because I read the first 30 pages or so of Wired by uh, Douglas Richards and just, wow, such a good book. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I don't want to give anything away because I think anything I said would kind of take it, you know. It, it's It's one of these books that I wasn't really expecting to like that much. But I keep coming back to it. Instead yeah, of sitting kinda, down like, oh, okay, I'm going to play a little bit of GTA 3. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll read another chapter of this book instead. This, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it It kind of has a bit of a cheesy, pulpy cover to it. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and the and yeah. the name of the Wired. Eh, okay. Yeah. I, but I, I'm I mean, really sometimes enjoying I, it. I, I do see, you know, I'm a big fan of science fiction. I, I do worry sometimes about... How many science fiction? Not really writers. science fiction, though, isn't it? No, not really. Uh, I know it's that's not about. Is it not like kind of people who get superpowers and? No, not really. No. Okay. I mean, it well, is. It but look, I mean, it looks science fictiony from the cover. Yeah. But you know, they always have to have the hot chick. Well, <laughs> she's know? actually the the reason the story exists, but she's a scientist, and uh, that's all I'll say. And there's somebody. She's a, yeah. She's a, she's a hot check scientist on the cover with a gun. Yeah, the, the the picture they depict her as on the cover isn't accurate at all. That's not no, what, well, that's yeah, not well, what the go. author yeah. kind of describes her as. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I'm enjoying it. Download the sample. It's a very cheap book to begin with, but download the sample if you like it. Buy it. Pretty yeah. simple. Absolutely. And I'm I'm really enjoying it. So and of course I'm cool. 60, 70 pages into it. So it could go. <laughs> it could go south pretty quick, and I finish and yeah. go, ugh. I tell you what, though, I, I just, um, at, at the same time, <laughs> kind of contrasting the iBooks experience, on my Kindle app, I was reading the uh, first The Hunger Games trilogy. Yeah. Well, this is a movie coming out, and uh, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll try and find out what this is about. I really enjoyed that, and very easy to read on the uh, Kindle app. I love the Kindle app. I think, I think you're absolutely right. It's the best e-reading experience that I've had. Using this app makes me want to get a Kindle, a physical Kindle. Yeah. To separate the two from, I'm not reading books on my iPad, I'm reading them on a Kindle. Because if the app works this well, and just having the ability to try a sample and just click buy it, and it's bought, and I'm done. I really like that. But, you know, pre-announcement... Or pre-launch of the Kindle Fire, we both really wanted one, and a lot of the reviews that I've read since then makes me want it a lot less. And I'm torn at this point whether, yeah, I'll go ahead and get the Kindle Fire, so I also have an Android device, or I'll just get a regular Kindle because I really just want something to read books on. Yeah, I would say we've got we've got an older ink Kindle, and um, I do occasionally use it at home if I'm if I'm reading. Because obviously, it the principal reason is that if you want to read, you can read without 
taking out the battery life on your iPad. <laughs> you know, that's kind of one read, of that's what I'm looking yeah, at. If the, if the it's, kids it's, are playing a game and I still want to read, I can't. Exactly. That, that's it. That's it. And yep. you know, the battery life on the on the ink Kindles last forever, um, and uh, and they're not expensive. You know, they're, they're, that and if let's say I'm reading a book, and the kids say, "Hey, I want to play," I could say, "Okay." Close yeah, that app. Here you go. Yeah. Go get my actual Kindle. Open up that book, and I'm right where I was on the iPad. Yeah. I mean, that's now so could, appealing now, to me. Now, obviously, you could do that with Fire as well, um, but and I can do it that? on my uh, my uh, HP Touchpad. They have the Kindle app. They there have too. they have Kindle app there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least I think they do. I can't imagine that they don't. But it's all gone open source now, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know if I was going to talk about that or not. What do you think about that? I mean, we're running way, a long, long show here, but this is the last topic here. Yeah, uh, HP I, I, decided instead of doing anything else with the WebOS, they made it open source. Could I? I I I don't know what to think. Well, I, I mean, the, kind of the way it read to me was, well, here's a way of knifing this baby without making it look like we're knifing the baby, you know, because we can put it open source and then we can, whatever happens to it after that, we can say, oh, well, you know, well, we left it to community. They didn't do anything with it. So it's not our fault. Um, I mean, what's clear is that it's very, very unlikely that HP will build a dedicated WebOS device again. It may end up forming the... Um, the basis of something else they do, but I don't think it will be WebOS front and center. Uh, and this, this kind of, yeah, this, you, they can say that they want to make it like Android because obviously that's that's the way the roots Android's gone. But let's face it, it's very very unlikely that anybody's going to go out and start mass producing a whole load of different WebOS devices because WebOS is open source. They're going to use Android because that's where the community is. Well, I uh, picked up my touchpad. And I had downloaded um, the Kindle. It says Amazon Kindle Beta. And I launched it. I don't know if there's a newer version out there yet. I haven't updated much. This says I've got some updates, so this could be updated. But I launched it, synced it, and opened that book, and I'm right where I was on the iPad. Yeah, well, there you go. So I already have that functionality built in, David. I have... uh, I have the touchpad, so if my kids want to play with the iPad, I can grab the touchpad and continue reading. And, and yeah, that, that's something else that iBooks doesn't have, is that completely cross-platform uh, capability. You can't even read an iBook on your Mac, which is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's reading long form on the computer screen isn't, it doesn't work for me. Well, no, it, not really for me either. But you know what? If you're in the middle of a story and you just want to get to the end and you're having your lunch at work, it's nice yeah, to just be able to fight. that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, by the way, there is no update for the Kindle app on the HP Touchpad. It's still in technically, I guess, in beta. So yeah, be interesting to see what happens with that now. Um, you know, yeah. be interesting. We'll yeah. see. So with that, we're going to wrap up uh, Tech Fan Number Sixty. If you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear about any apps that you guys are using on your iOS device or even a Mac app or maybe a PC app that you think that we should uh, be taking a look because I do have a PC as well. Well, technically, no, I don't, but it's it's Windows 7 on my, my laptop, <laughs> which I can't tell you the last time I actually launched it. I probably should do that and run some updates. And, oh, well, no, I've got a, a VMware here as well that I'm using on uh, Windows 7. God, I haven't run this on that iMac forever either. Huh. I keep forgetting. You know, I've got Windows on two different machines, and 
it's been months since I've done anything with either one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I work in an environment where everybody's running Windows, so I, I have Windows XP running on my Mac all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and I have a, a work laptop with, with uh, Windows on it as well, but uh, yeah, sometimes that's just the way you've got to do it. It would be nice if I could be back only all the time, but it just doesn't work for me. So we'd love to hear any uh, app picks that you guys have, or if there's a case out there that you think is also badass, like this Keras Customs that I was talking about earlier in the show, let us know. Send us a link to the products. We'll talk about it right here on TechFan. Hell, I'll even buy it. If you think the case is that cool, send me a link. I'll get one. Uh, feedback at MyMac.com feedback at mymac m-y-m-a-c.com that's how you get a hold of us you can also send me a message on twitter i am at mymac there and david is at david b cohen and the final way you can get a hold of us which no one ever seems to use so i'm real close to just canceling the damn thing is a phone number call this phone number leave a message it's 1-801-938-5559 call that leave a message we'll play it right here on the show so what you're saying basically is if you want to cost Tim money, then call the number. Yeah, pretty much. If you want to, you want to save Tim number, then email him a voice file. <laughs> that's right. You can always email the voice file too. That's that's absolutely correct. So hopefully you guys listen to some of the other podcasts in the Stoplight Network. There's some really good ones. Uh, which one of the shows that you, do you are you really starting to like, David? Have you listened to some well, of the I've new just, ones? I've just uh, started listening to Mac Specialist mm-hmm. podcast, uh, and I'm enjoying that. Yeah, they're very good. I mean, it's not a fanboy. It's really full of actual content that can help Mac users get the most out of their computer. And uh, I'm really enjoying that podcast as well. It, it's it's kind of strange for me to listen to because I, 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 I picture them sitting in the office recording this because it's guys I work with. Um, and they say stuff that I kind of want to be in on that conversation with, but yeah. still it's, you know, it's fun. Remember app minute has been, uh, I guess you'd say updated. John Nemo is hosting that podcast now and he is doing uh, short form reviews. Usually those episodes are less than 10 minutes. So you can listen to, you know, a couple weeks worth of at minutes in, in the time it takes you to go to the grocery store and back. Uh, we do have one feed. It's called uh, Attack of the Stoplight Network. If you go to stoplightnetwork.com, you'll see it. Subscribe to that, and you get every single show, um, almost, in the network delivered to you. And I say almost because the two new shows are still trying to figure out the best method of getting their RSS content to me so I can include their shows in the network feed. Um, But check it out and you can get all the shows in one fell swoop. David, my friend, thank you very much for being here this week. I guess we got one more show before uh, the holiday. That's right. Be here next week. Yep. And then uh, after that, we're going to do our year-end show, which really means nothing. I don't think much happened last year we need to talk about. No, it's very slow. (laughs) See you later, man. Bye.